Hello, my beloved. You are welcome to today's episode. You know, when you take out time and you choose to listen to a podcast like this, you are looking for something more. And I'm coming in agreement with the Holy Spirit that he will pour out such an overflow of his presence and his revelations, such an overflow of his nature and his gifts that your bands will be unable to contain. So just get ready to continuously receive an overflow from the Holy Spirit. That's the word of God for you today. And I promise you that as the days unfold through this fast, you will really experience just an overflow in dreams, in revelations, visions, just clarity concerning things, you know, matters you never thought about, things you never dwelt upon, you never considered. The Lord would open things up for you and you'll be like, wow, no man could have done this or revealed this to me. But the Holy Spirit, I believe that God is doing that for you right now. And today we will be looking into the third trial, how Jesus fasted and what took place when he fasted, which is in Matthew 4, verse 8. It reads, then the devil took Jesus. Other translation says he lifted Jesus to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world. And all their splendor, the devil said, if you will bow down and worship me, I will give you all these things. Hmm. I will give you all these things. Number one, you know, I addressed in previous episodes, I did talk about the fact that Jesus was fasting and while he was done and he was extremely hungry, Satan came to him offering him the opportunity to change stones into bread. And that wasn't what God had said he should do. And then he took him to the highest pinnacle of the temple, which was depicting or connoting all this religious mindset and the idea of being worshipped and throwing that in his face and quoting Psalm 19, 11 to 12, saying that he should throw himself down and the Lord would give his angels charge over him and he will not dash his foot against the stone. As if that wasn't enough when he didn't succeed with the religious setting and quoting of scripture, (laughs) he took him again. So you just see this progression. It wasn't going to end. He wasn't going to stop. Satan was just going to keep going with this. And this was another one that he had craftily brought up. He starts appealing to another part of Jesus. The first one was appealing to his physical appetite. The second one was just appealing to him becoming king without suffering and not going through God's plan. Now that he's on this high mountain, the location, I would say it's not so literal because what Jesus might have been seeing could be in the spirit because to show him the entire world from the top of a mountain is really not possible. There's really no mountain that you can see all of that. So I want you to think in the spirit. That's why other translations say that Satan lifted him up. So I believe it was the spiritual mountain. It was in the spirit where he is able to see supernatural images of wealth, talks and power and affluence and just beauty. I mean, if you go to some places in this world, you will just be amazed. You'll be like, tap me, tap me. Am I still here? I believe 
that he was able to show Jesus generations of great architecture, of great intelligence and great technology and creativity and the arts and all the beauty in the world that is possible. He was like, look at all this, check this out. All of this would be yours. So now he's like, okay, it didn't work when I tried to appeal to his appetite. It didn't work when I tried to appeal to his sense of worship and kingship and all that. Perhaps since he's not so keen on worship and I am, I thought I would appeal to his sense of worship because God is worshipped. But since I'm not able to appeal to that part of him, maybe I could appeal to him as a man because he's on earth now and he's not desiring all of that. So I could take that worship for myself. And if he can give that worship to me, then I can have people worship me. I can finally get what I want because I've always wanted to be God. And finally... Finally, I can be God because I'm going to have God bow down and worship me. And isn't it sad that he is actually the God of this world? Scripture says Satan is the God of this world. So he's able to display all of this. It's so sad that Adam lost it to Satan. And now he can parade all of these things before Jesus, thinking that Jesus, it was just the greatest insult there can ever be. I find it so insulting that he will be offering the kingdoms of this world before Jesus when they, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit created this world. And now you think that Jesus is here to receive all that he has created because you cunningly deceived man and took hold of that which was created for man. And you feel that Jesus has come back to receive that. And so in order for him to receive that for man, he has to bow down before you. Oh, wait, maybe, maybe you have so succeeded in taking what belongs to man and then throwing it back in his face in exchange for man's worship because man will sell himself to the enemy in order to acquire all of these things of the earth. So it makes sense that You would want to offer it to God the Son because you feel he's a man now and that he will throw caution away and just buy into this dramatic display of the kingdom of this world you're presenting to him. So the devil showed Jesus all his kingdoms. Scripture says the kingdoms of the world and their glory from this one vantage point. This whole plan to take him to that mountain To create this dramatic scene where he can literally see the entire world at once. That whole plan was not going to succeed. Because immediately he mentioned the word to worship. Jesus was like, go away from me. He called him out finally. Because I'm sure many of you are like, how much can Jesus take? This was the end of it all. How dare you? You start with the first, it didn't work. You go to the second, and now you get to the third, and you say that God should worship you, Satan. That's why I keep saying that Satan has all the gods, the ridiculous ideas in this world. That's why, as a Christian, you should stand strong. Scripture says that let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he falls. See, 
Satan conceives the most ridiculous ideas because he believes them. And so it's been working for him because he keeps offering man this stuff that men fall for. He offers them the glory, the affluence, the riches, the placement within society. And he tells them, come and sell your soul to me. Bow down and worship me. This is very common in our society. You guys have heard so many stories. They are not fallacy. They are true. You know, you know people in the industry. I knew a person who was told to go into a room and give his soul to the devil. And he literally told me a list of those people that were asking him to do that. They are very famous people that you bob to their music and all that. It's very sad and unfortunate, but his career just went downhill because he refused to go in there and give his soul to the devil. So if you think the devil is going to show up and speak to you and tell you this and that, he probably won't do that with you. He really does it with other people, but it's not always him showing up, but he can use anybody to entice you with the things of this world. But I want to show you the heart of Jesus. Nothing spells Savior like being selfless. He said to him, go away from me. Get out of here. Be gone, Satan. It is written in scriptures, you must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. You find that in Deuteronomy 6 verse 13. So the devil left Jesus and angels came and served and took care and ministered to Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, as you begin to rebuke the enemy and cast him out of your mind, cast him out of your thoughts, cast him out of your plans, I decree to you that immediately he leaves, that you will have angelic visitations. The enemy is not going to come stand in your face and offer you the things that he's offering Jesus. He's going to come to you in your thoughts, the worries you face, the concerns that bother you. He's going to find all those ways to come to you through people. And so if you who think you stand will not take heed, then you might fall. So make up your mind to silence the enemy. You have that authority. Don't let him fill you up with all these ideas. Don't let him present to you a kingdom that is not worth anything. Jesus saw we were worth more than the glories of this world. I mean, he wasn't even faced at it. I believe he got really irritated. Jesus is not thinking about acquiring things just for himself and leaving the mission to lay down his life for us while we were yet sinners. Jesus Christ died for us. Nothing spells love like laying down your life for your friends. Nothing spells God. Like choosing you and me over and over in all situations. In every situation, Jesus honored God. And by honoring God, he chose to follow the path that will lead to our redemption. He never gave up. He never was deterred. Even though he was very tired and famished at this time. And today the Lord is saying to you that your life, your soul is worth more than the pleasures of this life. Today, the Lord is saying to you that even if people kill and steal, even if people fight and cheat and corrupt their nations 
to gain the influence and affluence and wealth and riches and glories of this world. It doesn't make it honorable. It doesn't make them qualify for a life with Jesus Christ after death. Jesus Christ is saying to you that nothing is, is as important as worshiping the Lord and following the path he has called you. Remember that the Holy Spirit led him to be tempted. And once that temptation was over, third time is the charm, right? And he got to the third temptation. Jesus was like, hold up, hold up, it's over. Yep, I'm not going to put up with this nonsense anymore. Get away from here. So guys, don't put up with the nonsense the enemy is presenting to you. Nothing the enemy brings is credible. Nothing he offers is lasting. There is a price to it. And you don't want to pay that price. It's going to steal your heavenly reward and your eternity. I know many people say that, oh, what good is the life after if I can enjoy the life here? The life here is for victory. They don't really tell you all that goes with selling their soul to the devil. All you see is the external. You're so taken by that. Seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness and all things will be added unto you. Everything else will be added unto you. The Lord says, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? There is no profit if you're going to end up losing your soul. This present time is fleeting. It's passing away. There is eternity. Your soul is at stake here. Your reward is at stake here. You are not a puppet. You are loved by God. He created you in his image. He set you apart for great things. He knows that you can make it. So I urge you, no matter what it feels like, just focus on the Lord. Trust his word. See, Jesus trusted God's word and he always abided by it. I mean, Jesus is the word of God made flesh. The word of the Lord is so authentic that it is literally a man. It is literally living and become flesh and dwelt amongst us. Today, the word of the Lord dwells in your midst. Today, the truth dwells within you. Today, everything that you need for life and godliness dwells within you. Today, the word of the Lord is near you and it's in your heart. And you can release it in authority and see it effectively work in your favor. Today, you have been equipped. Today, you will be ministered to by angels. As you cast out the darkness, as you separate yourself from evil, as you win the war against the darkness, understand that angels are by you. I just imagine that they were just waiting for Jesus to send Satan away so that they can come and attend to their master. How beautiful. And to think that the Lord says that angels are ministering spirits that are sent to the ones who are to inherit salvation. You are to inherit salvation. And right now, angels are sent to minister to you. They are ministering to you. Win this war. 
Because as long as Satan is there doing all of these things, it is your battle to fight. And they are around and they are waiting for you to win this war and they will minister to you. They will nurse you. They will strengthen you. This is what they did for Jesus. And this is what they are doing for you right now. Father, I thank you. You know, most times we look at ourselves as ordinary folks, but when we look at everything that Jesus Christ did for us, if we look at all the things he rejected, not only did he reject the offerings of Satan, he left the throne of heaven. He left the pleasures of heaven and came to earth so that he could lay down his life for us. What a privilege. I want you to put your arms around you. And may those arms that wrap around you be the feeling you get when the Lord wraps his arms around you. Because right now, I want you to experience a love like never before. I want you to feel comforted in whatever you're going through. I want you to know that you are deeply loved in whatever situation the angels are there to minister to you. I ask the Lord to begin to release to you angelic help. I ask the Lord to begin to release to you comfort and shelter and nourishing from the kingdom of God. This year of kingdom alignment, I ask that you will align with God's kingdom, that you will keep overcoming day in, day out. This will be an awesome year. And I promise you, your fast is going to yield so many glorious testimonies. The Lord will heal your body, heal your heart. The Lord will make a way for you where there seems to be no way. I want you to go into today fully armed that if God is for you, what and who can be against you? No one, no one. There's an entire kingdom that is for you. Holy Spirit led Jesus in and the angels ministered to him after. That is your portion. Holy Spirit led you into this fast. And as the days progress, and as you get to the very end, you will see the outpouring of God's kingdom all over you. Angels are going to rush all over you. Angels are going to minister to you. They are going to restore every ounce of energy that you have lost. Your sights are going to be so clear. You're going to see so brightly. Things are going to make much meaning to you. You will have clarity concerning issues that you never thought anything about. The things that you pushed away because they were too difficult to comprehend or they were too difficult to even address. The Lord is going to make them simple and easy for you. The Lord is going to remove the obstacles, the hardships, and he's going to make things simple for you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. <laughs> Check out the link on this episode. You will find the Power with God conference. The Power with God conference will be taking place on the 21st and the 22nd of January. We are trusting God for a mighty move of the Holy Spirit. He said that these things are inheritance. Because we believe, we are trusting that healings and miracles and signs and wonders will happen for you. We expect so much of God's presence 
to be revealed in your life, you will never be the same again. Get your tickets and join us. I love you and God loves you so much more. Have a blessed day. Bye now.